Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto is your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. We're going to have a great, 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 great show for you today. Anyway, hello, folks. Welcome aboard. Tom C. from the Big Blue State. Hola de Michigan. From Michigan. Welcome, my brother. Bridge MCP says, Egberto, you just stuttered. Boy, I don't. Did I stutter? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Snowing here. Love to snow, only sometimes. Thank you so kindly, Jackie Wolf. Jackie Wolf just became a part of the PDR posse as she joined up. I don't see it on the screen here, but I saw it on the other screen. Also want to say, Ashley is in the house. I can finally see that chat from YouTube on my flat screen. Hey, y'all, from Ashley. Eric Hayes says, well, I'll read Eric's later. Paul Fleming is in the house, Bruce Pollard says, what went wrong in Harris County? The Democrats won big time. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. AVQ says, "I watching from Twitch it, between the music starts. Welcome aboard, AVQ. And uh, did, I, did I salute my, my beautiful lady here? Uh, uh, Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. Welcome aboard, my dear friend. And we also have, of course, Michael Rudnin, who starts off with, I'm looking a lot of these elections outcomes going down to the wire, where we've got Republicans who are election deniers, who would go after people's rights, who would go after marginalized, whose only real policy positions are trolled the libs. Horrible bit people scoring nearly half the vote in so many races. While most of these conspiracy nutter election deniers lost, the races were still close. And still over 100 of them won. So you have to wonder, what does it take for the worst of the worst to lose conservative support? They won't. They won't. It's a psychological fog. Peggy Lopez is in the house. Welcome, Peggy. Como estas, hermana mía? Eric Hay says, Ponzi boy and Soros' biggest contributors is getting Dems in office. Huh. Great company to keep and wonder if this administration will take down one of their own, Ponzi boy and his bankrupt FTX. You read too much right-wing junk. The F- First of all, the FTX doesn't have a, you know, earlier you sent me a notice saying something to the effect of FTX taking down Gen Z. Most Gen Z ain't got what it take to be on FTX. None of them are trading in, in any of those core currencies. What, what's the name of the currencies again? No, they're not trading. They're not trading Bitcoins or any one of these types of fog currency. And if you heard what I've told many before, I don't believe in that crap anyway. It's imaginary. It's imaginary, right? Bitcoin. Bitcoin and all these core car what, what currencies they call them i forgot what they call it now but you know bitcoin is a part of it anyhow what else we got trailblazer against progressive whom how you know eric i th- i honestly think you may have an issue brother try to try to not just look for something to get the lips because i think i'm starting to figure that in as much as you like crypto thank you boo crypto cryptocurrency in as much as you like this program and so forth, you just have something that you feel because of the instructions you're getting otherwise to own the lives, own the lives, own the lives. You're not going to own the lives because the lives are always right. Well, not always, but progressives are right most of the times because we believe in the people. Remember that? 
Recuerda eso. Besos doing good. No, besos is not doing good at all. But since you brought up besos, my daughter walked into my office this morning and she said, hey, dad, saw this stuff on CBS. This guy kind of was just like you, man. To which I said, really? Can we go back and check it out? She said, sure. I said, is it still recorded? And we backed it up. And I got it off the TV screen. Now, CBS, I, I hope, is going to let this one go through. But check it out because this is what it's all about. This guy, this, I love young people. All my, look, all my older, older folks in this, in this screen, you know I love you. You guys are moving forward. And I love everybody. But you know what I'm talking about. The young people are going to save us just like they save us during this election. Just like they made sure that Eric, the guys that are controlling Eric's mind right now, don't get to control most of our minds. Eric will, will wake up in the long run. But I tell you what, this is what she brought to me and this is what I did with it. This morning, my daughter came into the uh, studio and she said, Dad, I just listened to a guy on CBS that sounded just like you. And they were talking about Bezos, who was given $100 million to uh, Dolly Parton. And earlier on, he had given, I think, $100 million to uh, Van Jones. They can go ahead and distribute it to whatever charity they want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, anyhow, after bringing a discussion on to this, uh, Vladimir started talking and uh Tony DeCoupo said, you know, if these guys really wanted to do something, donate the money back to the U.S. Treasury and let the democracy decide how to redistribute that money that they claim they want to give back. I agreed with that also was uh, uh, Vladimir Duthers, who actually said to the effect that, hey, just maybe since he's laying off 10,000 workers, maybe he sh should help the 10,000 workers that he's going to lay off instead of just saying, oh, I'm giving away $100 million dollars. What, what Duthers didn't understand is a PR motive and all of that behind it. You know, Bezos is under some fire right now. But I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Amazon founder says he will give away the majority of his fortune during his lifetime. He is a net worth of $124 billion, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Bezos says he wants to devote his wealth to fighting climate change and supporting those who can unify the people in the face of social and you know, I, I should point out though, not to be the Debbie Downer here, but that there are some 10,000 actually employees that will be <laughs> that are, are set to be laid off. But of course, he could use that money to help those people. I mean, there's been a lot of questions around those workers who helped him build that wealth. The other thing about charitable giving from these super rich billionaires and, and so forth is if you're having trouble figuring out where to give it, you can write a check to the Treasury. And then we as a country, as a democracy, could decide how to spend it. After all, the internet was built. The internet was built like taxpayer dollars. I don't research. I mean, like, so that's the where the money is going. Yeah, no, exactly. But that's what, I mean, that, but that's the system we're in. Allegedly. That's the system we're in. So we take private assets and then you plow it into whatever you care about. Of course. It's not really a democratic process. Of course. It's a controversial thing these days. More so. People are kind of waking up to it and they're thinking, huh, huh. We're all, we got richer people than ever and they've got more influence than ever. Is that what we want to be dealing with? Well, he it's a kind of way to get it to Dolly Parton last year. That's right. Million to Van Jones, no strings attached. Well, we have a distribute how you feel, how you feel best to do. Right, right. I think it's, it's you can have those two thoughts, right? You can say this is a wonderful thing that he's doing to pledge away. It's a pledge to give away his billions of dollars and also understand that he made that wealth off the backs of people who work really hard and some now are going to lose their sense. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, that, that we all benefit from, from, from government research. For sure. He for sure. No doubt. No doubt about it. All right. 
Did you notice Gail King? She didn't quite agree with it. And it seemed also like uh, Nate Burleson. You know, these are guys that are up and coming and making money off of nothing, you know, like Oprah Winfrey. Great, great. I, I love I love that Oprah Winfrey has the kind of character that she can engage people or whatever. But for $2 billion uh, to do that, I don't know, or $3 billion in asset accumulation for doing that. I don't know. And I think that is where Tony the couple was coming from. Look, all these folks have built their businesses off of others, right? In other words, if we if we look at uh, Bezos, the person who invented the computer, the person who engineered the software that runs Amazon, all these guys are contributors. But the, the way capitalism works, it is funneled into just a few. Same with Oprah, right? Oprah is a great, great auditor. She's a great, great talker, uh, empathizer. All of that is great. But again, her platform would have been impossible with those who design the equipment that allows her to be beamed into all these places that she's beamed into, which with who people like her, right? So these guys that have designed all of those things, they got their fixed costs. And those who are, man, are, are making profits off of their design, their engineering, and all of that are the ones who get wealthy. It's a flaw in the design of, of our economic system. The reality is, what the couple said, uh, Tony, the couple said was the real answer, right? There has to be a way to redistribute unearned wealth. And most of the wealth of billionaires is unearned. We don't like to accept it because somehow in our indoctrination, we're made to believe that sometime in history, we are going to be able to get there and we don't want to hold them back because that'll probably hold us back for being able to attain what they've attained. You will never attain what they've attained. You have to be the chosen ones. You have to be chosen to join the club that gives you the opportunity to attain that. That we have a meritocracy is a figment of our imagination, a figment of our indoctrination. Did I make good money doing software, etc.? Yes, but there were limits to how far I would have gone without being invited into other domains, if you will. So I, I want people to start understanding. Uh, Tony couple. I saw that Fox News picked up what he said and they cut it up and they make it look like, oh, this look at what this guy has to say. Rich people should give their money to the to the to the uh, to the treasury. I mean, to the uh, to the coffers of the of America, to the people. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Yes, because it's most of the times unearned. So I have no problem with that. If again, I'm not talking about a million dollars, a hundred million dollars, or a few million dollars that folks have that they've really earned. I'm talking about that which they've used our economic system to profit on the backs of others. And we got to wake up to the economic system, folks. I mean, it is the indoctrination is so profound, it's hard to get to crack the skull of too many who just don't get it. I, again, I want to I want to clarify something that I said to get it into your understanding. Okay, and I, I'll use I'll just use Oprah as an example because I like Oprah, but to sit down there and believe that Oprah earned three billion dollars, and uh, and an engineer who created the microphone that she uses earned. This deserved just one little uh, whatever he made in salary, and the guy who designed the technology, the transistor, and the, if, if we if we apply all the people who are instrumental in giving uh, Oprah a platform where she can develop her craft, and then because of the way our economic system cycles, 
means that all the wealth created from her being displayed around the world on everybody's channel on whatever contract she signs somehow is attributed to her own doing is a fallacy. I've sent the work of all those others. I've sent the work of those who ensured there was an education process for those who created the things that she used. She couldn't make that money, right? But we don't see it that way. We, I always talk about our economic system or capitalist economic system is a perfect abstractor, a perfect way of abstracting worth, a perfect way of ab- abstracting hate, a perfect way of abstracting violence. Example, okay? Uh, I get it, Daddy, but nickel and dime isn't feasible. Uh, no, nickel and dime isn't feasible. But you know what is? Given uh, whenever, whatever you make, it is when it goes back into a coffer to be redistributed to the society to make it better. Let me, let me, and it's important for people to understand this, right? Absent all those who created, there should be a maximum wage above which you get taxed a hundred percent. Bruce Pollard hit the nail on the head. Again, Everything that we acquire, every billionaire, every person out there is sitting on the backs of those who work. You know, you know the phrase that I used to love that I know now hate, and that is, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm letting my money work for me. Your money doesn't work for you. Somebody, when you say, let my money work for me, you're saying, I want somebody else to be enslaved so that I can make interest and, and, and I can get appreciation on my money. I put it away, somebody else works, and I make a piece of what they work for. You see, it, it's, and w- w- when I talk about capitalism being abstracted, let me give an example. We here in America, we go to the store and we buy foil paper at a very inexpensive price, but we don't see the mining of the bauxite in Jamaica where people are paid slave labor. We see a nice shiny piece of foil and we buy it and we exchange our money for it and a piece of the profit goes to the corporate heads and, 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 and it's all, it is so normalized, right? We don't see the, the people who are, are, are breaking their backs in South Africa getting the minerals for our transistors or in Afghanistan or in those areas, digging and digging. It's nasty. Some of them get killed. They inhale bad stuff. But guess what? Guess what? We don't see even the stock market uh, actually is horrendous. And the reason why is the stock market is a gambling enterprise. A stock market, the stock market abstracts the employees as well. Let's give an example. You got stock options, right? So you now own a piece of your company in the form of stocks. And the company doesn't, the, the company then goes and do what? Oh, they, they dilute your stock. You don't have preferred. There's a whole lot of combinations. And also the worth of a stock many times is completely on. It's completely not equivalent to what the worth of the company is, but what a whole bunch of traders are able to negotiate and deal with. It's a nasty, nasty, nasty business. 
we are in an economic system that destroys humanity. And just a few, the 20% or so, will always do fairly well. Fairly well. But the 80% will continue to live hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck, because it is that way by design. The fact that Oprah could accumulate three, and I'm using Oprah because that's just who I'm using. The fact that Oprah could accumulate $3 billion means that all those other people that worked on creating a platform that she can use were denied the appreciation of their worth in the form of our currency. It's sad. Rodney says, Egberto, those minerals are required for the continuation of our civilization. We could enact income guarantees and environmental protection through fair trade laws, but the mining, but the mining won't stop. Yeah, I know. I know it's necessary. I'm not against the mining. I'm against the people. I'm against how we keep them as slaves to mine. Don't even begin to let me get started about corporate healthcare. That's my girl. Absolutely not. Gene Daigle says, companies prop up their own worth by using dividend buybacks, basically legally able to cook the books. Amen. You see, I got me some smart people. You're awesome. I love MAPA. They do excellent work. Uh, anyway, measurement, measured constraints as Kissinger seduced China with capitalism and made the door, the door Walmart later walk through. And you know what is so funny about that? A lot of times they like to make the belief, give you the belief that capitalism has something to do with democracy. There, one has nothing to do with the next. The biggest, the two biggest, uh, the two biggest capitalist country is a pseudo democracy and a communist country. Think about that. The two largest capitalist countries is a pseudo democratic country and a capitalist country. Think about that. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, uh, I think I missed some from some people here. Uh, well, let's see. There should be a maximum wage. I, I read that one from Bruce already. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. While you guys put some more data in there, I'm going to play the second video. This one has to do with what I think. The first world should be responsible for cleaning up all the dirt, all the carbon they throw in the air. Ask yourself this question. If you are the one who caused a problem, when it's time to clean it up, uh, should you not be vested or not just vested? Shouldn't you be also responsible for ensuring that it gets cleaned up by you? In other words, you taking care of the majority of the effort to get it cleaned up when it comes to climate change. The countries that are going to suffer the most are the countries along the equators, countries that don't have the sort of capitalistic economies that were created because, again, of the amount of crap that was thrown into the atmosphere. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side, because it is important for us to figure out some equitable way to handle uh, who is going to pay for climate change or rather the mitigation of climate change right now. 
There's been a somewhat controversial idea raised and floated that richer, more developed Western countries that have spent years profiting off of fossil fuels and becoming wealthy off of them should somehow pay uh, money um, to countries that are richer, that are poor, and that have suffered firsthand and are seeing it on their daily lives uh, from climate change. We're seeing some of these countries contribute $5 million, $10 million, $50 million here, but as you know, that's just just a drop in the bucket when we're hearing from experts that this will require trillions of dollars worth of investment. Where does the United States stand on this issue? Well, it has long resisted uh, any sort of loss and damage agreements. Uh, over a decade ago, the countries agreed this is the right thing to do. Not only uh, are countries like the Bangladeshs of the world or Pakistan, which a third of the country was flooded, they had tiny carbon footprints historically. Um, some of those countries were exploited for the for the very fossil fuels that are then coming back and biting everybody. Right, so it's a double double jeopardy for them. Uh, what's talking? What's sort of bubbling to the surface now? John Kerry floated this thing this week. And Gina McCarthy, the climate czar, basically acknowledges it comes down to Congress. If Kevin McCarthy is the new Speaker of the House, a Republican is, it makes it much harder to get all of these promises out the door. So in order to meet these obligations and step up, she's saying, you know, Kerry, Envoy Kerry is working with the private sector to come up with some sort of maybe an insurance scheme. Germany seems in on this as well. So the rich countries of the world basically buy insurance for the poor or countries that won't go over well in a lot of places uh, where they see that as just profiting even more off of uh, the folks at the bottom of the economic pyramid. But if it's the only thing that the rich countries are talking about, it's better than nothing. So it'll be interesting to see how that ta- plays out the rest of this week. Now, when you hear me talk about capitalism has no soul and that if doing good, uh, that to do good requires some capitalists to make a profit, this is what I'm talking about. We can't get good health care. Why? Because somebody hasn't figured out a way to maximize their profits out of it. We um, in, in having a good health care system as opposed to throwing it into the public domain. When it comes to climate change, we can't get climate change because somehow right now the capitalists can't find a way that they can profit from it. In, in the, uh, for the rest of the world. So therefore, we just keep polluting, polluting, polluting because there is no answer in order to make money. This is where governments have to take control. And when I say government, we, we have to realize it's one planet, one planet that we all live on. And the only way to solve this problem is for those who have to be able to contribute to clean up the mess that actually they've created. They've thrown all the carbon in the air. They've thrown all the methane in the air. And now... The suffering, those who are dying because of it. You know, it's funny because if this was a corporation, somebody done this to a corporation, they would be in court suing for damages. I, will, I can't wait for all the countries in the world who didn't cause this problem to say we are now going to effectively sue the nations that created this problem. Of course, it will fail because those those the courts are going to be run by these countries. But what we'll then be able to show all the people of the world is the fraud that is the economic system that can throw damage, can pilfer, can do all these things to others and yet take no responsibility, absolve themselves from any responsibility from that which they created. 
Absolutely so. Anyway, I want to welcome the other folks in the house. Paul Fleming is in the house. Melanie Keelan is in the house. E2247. I think yesterday you came also and I forgot to acknowledge you. Forgive me, Eric Hayes is in the house. We also have uh, that I haven't mentioned yet. I think I mentioned Ashley already. Ashley Willis, mi, her- mi hermosa hijita. Paul Fleming Sr. We got Bruce Pollard in the house. We got Ben Ray Studio in the house. Who says so glad Carrie Lake lost? We're all glad and I have two pieces on Carrie Lake that I got to play. Uh, we also have in the house Peggy Lopez. Para ver, para ver quien más tenemos aquí. We also have Gene Daigle. Gene Daigle says, uh, well, I read Gene's already, so I must have measured you. And Measured Constraints is also in the house. Uh, para ver quien más está aquí. I'm looking down. If I miss you, throw something out to the bottom of the field. And I will pick you up. Now, I want to address something Ashley mentioned about nickel and diamond because a lot of people say that, right? How can we go back? In other words, I said, okay, Oprah is worth $3 billion and I'm, But I use Oprah just as an example. Uh, but uh, have $3 billion because and I know Oprah doesn't know engineering. Oprah doesn't know how to do certain uh, one of these things, just like uh, some of these fat cats, uh, the oil companies know nothing about engineering, but they have a whole lot of money. But I, I can relate to this. Now, as far as Oprah's concern, let's think about it this way. Uh, Asha said, but how are we going to nickel and dime them? Because a little piece for the uh, projector, a little piece for the microphone, who designed the microphone, a little bit. No, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a society, right? So how do you take back the money that was the, what I call the ill-gotten gains, right? Uh, we're, we're tying it into what Bruce also said. We should have a maximum wage somehow that is equitable and based on, on, on your worth and wouldn't stop you from, let's say, innovating. But I, as I tell you, engineers don't take a lot. The people who innovate in this country are engineers, scientists, etc., and they don't really ask for a lot for innovation. The people who ask for a lot are the ones who do very little. The CEOs, etc. They get a lot of money. They do no innovation whatsoever. And then people say, oh, we can't stop paying them. We can't stop paying the dividend because if we did, innovation will stop. BS. Innovation comes from engineers, scientists, teachers, etc. And they don't get paid a lot. Remember that. That's where innovation comes from. Not from the fat cats and the CEO, but how to solve the nickel and dime issue Ashley was talking about. We take it back in the form of income tax, graduated income tax that approaches 100% after a certain amount. And when that money goes into the coffers of we the people, we the people democratically say, what are we going to do with that money? We're going to build roads. We're going to build bridges. We're going to build schools. We're going to make sure people are fed. We're going to have some foreign policy to ensure that we keep the world in good shape so that we don't go to wars. All these things can be done with the ill-gotten gains of the wealthy. It's not difficult. It is simple. But we have to have politicians that are no longer bought by the system. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, we are getting climate change at no cost, just not the right change. Absolutely so, my brother. Uh, we need to be like Iceland. Iceland is run by a woman. You know, women-run countries actually perform much better in the aggregate. Uh, They're better for society. The people are happier, etc. Let's see what else we got here. If I missed you, drop a line so that I can salute you. Uh, But he says it's 75 degrees last week, now 27. Sad to hear. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Um, Ashley Willis, Iceland jailed their bankers after the 2008 financial meltdown, and they recovered faster because of it. 
Thank you for reminding me about that, AVQ. And we didn't touch our bankers. You know, I got the smartest people on the planet in this house. And I have some of the most, you know. Deborah Moyers, hola. Hey, thank you for becoming a a Substack subscriber. Deborah, I just saw, I just got an email notification of some subscribers. And I said, wait, that's Deborah. Deborah subscribed to our, what again? Deborah subscribed to our Substack. And since I'm going to, hey, Deborah, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to use you as the catalyst to tell folks, hey, guys, subscribe to our Substack. And you know what I didn't do? Did I put my Substack in there? Okay, I'll, I'll get I'll get the Substack in a little bit. But anyway, uh, yeah, Deborah Moy- Moyers, thank you very much for your Substack subscription. And, uh, you know, every now and then we send out some little gotchas for you know, kind of, kind of little articles that it's only reserved for our great old Substack, uh, Substack supporters, you know, but, um, but anyhow, uh, this is a Substack story. Go ahead and subscribe to my Substack. Uh, help us continue to do our work. And remember what I say, we work hard, hard, hard. Okay. Let's continue here. Let's continue here. Let's continue here. Para ver, para ver. I just put the Substack in the in the area. We gotta save those polar bears. Yes, we do, Ashley. Measured constraints says Carter tried to introduce America to alternative energy, and that war has been underground and expensive. Uh, what he tried was something called in in the when we had problems with uh, OPEC, we started the uh, industry called the sin fuel industry. That was back in the late seventies, right? And we were turning a lot of our carbon into oil. And he also put solar panels on the White House and all of that. And the troglodyte that came after him, Ronald Reagan, one of our worst presidents ever, that whose marketing has been a big lie. And how do I know? I wrote about it in my book, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to show that he really used Keynesian economics to get the economic role in, and, but he only did it on steroids, which means he created a whole lot of deficit spending and inflation. But that's for another day. All right, let's see what we go, where we go here. Bruce Pollard, Earth passed 8 billion humans recently. Whenever you see people talking about this topic, watch out for ecofascism. True? All right. Traditionally used as a as a part of a large phrase to be nickeled and dimed to death, referring to the undesired price of upkeep for certain items. All right. What else we got here? Ashley says, I get the graduated tax, but that means reversing centuries of propaganda. And you know why I love the young people, Ashley? Uh, when I saw the when I saw when I the title of the the blog that I wrote for the the thing that you gave me was kudos to CBS for allowing that information to go over the air because you know it was a good piece when Fox News picked it up right away. Fox News picked it up and made a, and tried to make a fool out of the young man out of uh, what's his name can't remember his name uh, told told Tubalo or whatever his name is because the young man was right. But what's happening is this. The young people are not being snowed by the capitalist few anymore. They are not being snowed. 33% of them may be, but 67% of them get it. They get it. And that's why I can't wait to be at the service of my millennials, to be at the service of my Gen Zs, because they get it. Those that are they're getting themselves informed, they get it. And Maxwell, who is a 25-year-old in Congress, he gets it. I hope they don't change him 
But right now, he gets it. And you know what he said in an interview recently? He said, I told my people, pull me aside if I start to change. Pull me aside if I start to change. Tony. Yes, Ashley. The name is Tony. Uh, buy votes with loans. Yeah, Eric, you would say that because you don't you don't understand it at all. I've given the instructions, uh, the information as far as um, how the school debt started by corporations not paying their fair share, but instead given loans so they get money on both sides of the equation. But you don't get it. Your 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 mind is enslaved. It's in chains. Someday. I will. Uh, you're, you're, I, I hope to assist you, my brother. Someday, I hope to assist you in unenslaving your mind. I hope. All right. Uh, next video. Epic video. Katie Lake. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake loses against Katie Hobbs. And she can't take it. She is upset that the American people are wising up to the fascism of good old MAGA Republicans. So they're voting appropriately. It's a democracy. We believe in doing the right thing. So what did Carrie Lake do? She came up and she put it, she sent out a tweet. What did that tweet say? Check it out. It says, Arizonans know BS when they see it. Well, guess what happened? A pundit on MSNBC had a little bit of fun with that one because he said, yes, Arizonans know BS when they see it. Check this out. Be fighting yesterday's fight, but he doesn't appear to be going away anytime soon. No doubt he's going to help Carrie Lake. She's going to try to fight this. What should we expect out of Bannon? What a loss for them, a devastating loss for them. And I think we should appreciate that and that the American people rejected their lies, rejected their anti-democratic efforts. Steve Bannon on his podcast was claiming that, that Republicans were going to win 100 seats and govern for 100 years. Well, they might not win any seats. They lost at least one Senate seat, maybe two. They lost two net governorships uh, as a result, mostly of people like Steve Bannon. And yet, no, they're not backing down. Here's something right before we went on, uh, Steph, that Kerry uh, tweeted. She said, Arizonans know BS when they see it. And uh, unintentionally, she, she's right about that. Arizonans <laughs> saw that she was full of BS when it came to the election, but, uh, uh, and they voted her out. So, yes, um, Arizonans have been doing the right thing. They elected the right senator. They elected the right governor. And they're going to continue to do the right thing because you know what? Americans have had it. It is time to put this country back on track. It's time to expunge MAGA Republicans from our body politic. It is that time. It is that time. It is that time to expunge MAGA Republican leadership from this body politic, folk. We must do that. And you know what? I love how he used her words against her, right? That was like, Lo perfecto, hizo lo perfecto para hacer eso, mis amigos míos. She did the perfect thing. Anyhow, um, let's go ahead and work on my ask. Let's, and I uh, will then take, oh, by the way, I want to tell you guys something. You know, it was supposed to be a 
Red Wave. And I love that little um, that little graphic that Bridge MCP, I think, is the one who brought it for us yesterday that actually showed, yeah, Red Wave coming in with a blue surfer on the top. <laughs> so the blue surfer made it to shore and went beyond shore. And the Red Wave just stopped at the shore. That's how it works. But here's the fancy, the biggest thing. We didn't know we had a blue wave. It's amazing. Because if you look at the house where we're going to fall short by, I don't know, three or four votes, which if we hadn't lost New York, we would not have lost the house. And we should not have lost New York. But New York, as, as uh, uh, Mondaire Jones said, it, they, the, the former governor simply screwed up in the redistricting process. And that's why they lost New York. But they shouldn't have. And that would have meant we held on to the House. But we're going to lose the House by two or three votes. It's almost impossible for us now with the counts that I'm seeing in California. Okay? So that's fine. But beyond that, we're going to gain a senator, more than likely. In um, We're going to likely gain Senator, uh, what's his name? Uh, Warnock is probably going to come in, which would give us a plus one, meaning we'd be at 51. And, but... It's bigger than that. Michigan, we took over the House, the Senate, the, the Attorney General, the uh, Lieutenant Governor, the Governor. Everything in Michigan went blue. Everything in Pennsylvania went blue. Everything in Vermont went blue. Everything in Minnesota went blue. Okay, except for the Senator in, in Wisconsin. Everything in Wisconsin did better. Because they didn't get the supermajority that they wanted. So everywhere we wanted to perform, we performed. We knew that redistricting was going to cream us. We thought it was going to be a lot worse in the House. So let's, let's, let's be clear. There was a wave. It was a blue wave. And if you guys recall some of the folks in this House... Specifically, Eric was talking about he couldn't wait till November 8 because then America is going to correct itself on November 8. Now he's now he feels all down because Americans did the right thing, not only for progressives, but for him as well, for his daughter as well, for his family as well. Lucky for him, we are here. Michael Rodden says, Egberto, most of the races in the U.S. were this close. I know. I know they were close. But again, we won. We won in a, in a time. Again, if our races were that close with an economy that's been bastard, that, that's been maligned, with lies that were unrefuted, and we did that. That speaks to how bad that party is. Uh, Gene Daigle says Trump lost 40 seats in 2018 when he was handed an economy trending upwards and still lost 40 seats. Thank you for making that point, Gene Daigle. Measured uh, Constraint says Florida used computers, fake computers, mule computers, space computers. Come on, Honor. We don't do that stuff. We don't do what they do. Your bragging is not even applicable. Actually, it is applicable. It is absolutely applicable because I wanted to get under your skin just to play with you, my dear brother. You know I love you. But hey, you know, what can I say? All right. We got also, Eric Hayes says, 
Paul Fleming, college relief is not safe thing. Sorry. Oh, really? I think so. Uh, let's see. Bridge MCP. You know, Eric is going through his, his mission. All these, if we win, the votes were purchased. Daniel Edo says, Eric, Egberto says, don't worry. Your and lives of your family will be better under his neo-Marxism. So simmer down, bro. I didn't quite say it like that, but it's true. It's true, Ledo. We save you, Ledo. We save Eric. We save you. You guys don't even know how much we've saved you. That's how distorted they have made the minds of so many. Lee Grant is in the house. Trump is anticipated to announce today. Will you vote for Trump, Trump, brother Lee? I'm glad you're here. Lee Grant says Abbott is using his political capital. Governor Greg Abbott declares formal invasion underway at Texas-Mexico border. Poor, poor man. I feel, I feel, I feel. Egberto's no, my life is worse under Egberto idea. No, it's not. It's a statistical impossibility, but I'll let you keep dreaming on and, 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 and doing, you know what, with the Republican misinformation. That's okay. I still love you. Uh, Egberto, remember when I said that my first comment today, Cary Lake lost by less than 1%, less than 20,000 vote difference? I know. I know. But you know what? She lost. Michael Rudnan, I mean, if we can get minimum wages up, get people health care, get... Uh, colleges, infrastructure investment, get environmental, get all of that. Yeah, your life will be better, and so will the lives of your neighbors. Amen. Egberto, are people's lives worse now financially? Yes, punto finale. No, not because you say punto finale, my brother. Does it mean punto finale? Daniel Ledo says, oh, my God. Thank you, Egberto, for saving me. You are welcome. And it's not me. It's progressives. Not Egberto. I am just the mouthpiece. Progressives have saved you. You are such a good person who just cares for people. That is true. I do care for people. I do care for you, Daniel. Actually, I do love you, Daniel, even though you, I don't know what I'm not going to say because the last time I said you hated me, you said you didn't. So I'm going to believe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to go, I'm going to sleep on that one. I'm going to believe that one. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Gene Daigle says, what happened to the $10 billion that Abbott spent this year on Operation Lone Star and placed National Guards at the border? Don't ask them. They're thieves, you know, just like they're, they're thieves and they're murderers. Remember what they've done by not accepting the Medicaid expansion, the, the, Medicare, the Medicaid expansion. Remember what they're doing? They're killing Texans. Remember that. Uh, progressives, Democrats want welfare state at no cost, right? No, that's your corporate Democrats. I mean, that's corporate Democrats and all corporate Republicans. That's what they want. They want all our, all our dollars to be skewed up to the corporate ladder. They want to be able to drill on public lands and give us nothing. That's a socialist thing for corporations, not for the people. So no, 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 no. Get it right. You can't listen. To, you have, if you want to speak truth, get it right. Daniel Ledo says, just curious, Egberto, does your get hard when you virtue signal? Why do you care about my Daniel? I'm concerned about you, Daniel. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. But the answer is no. I that only that only needs to perform when it needs to perform, sir. I am not going out there dangling in the wind. If there's a reason for performance, there is. There's no reasons for performance otherwise. <sighs> 
I, I, you know, it's it's funny, it's funny, Bridge. But what can I say? Let him have it. All right. Measured constraint says Navajo homes that will finally get electricity in this year, 2022, says something about democratic goals. <laughs> right. Measured constraints. Lee Grant says Biden's bribed the kids with student loan debt relief. Really? I don't think so. Egberto is letting his junk hang today. <laughs> uh, you, why are you guys so interested in my junk? I don't know why. You know? Oh, boy. <laughs> and I knew my daughter was going to come with some medical term. Why do fallacies always come up? Ooh, man, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. Love you, baby doll. Anyhow, let's continue here. Um, I got one more video for you to see, okay? I got one more videos for you to see. Jerry, check it out, and then we'll take it on the other side. I must admit, this deconstruction of Carrie Lake, the morphed Donald Trump, was amazing. Uh, the MSNBC reporter Von Hilliard, the correspondent, he did a masterful job in the way he really articulated who Carrie Lake really is, how she campaigned, what she represents. But here's the thing. This is what journalists should be informing Americans all about. It's great that he said this after the election, but uh, luckily the, the woman lost, the fascist lost. But if a lot of people who were going to the vote had all this information that the fourth estate is for, supposed to provide us, the fourth estate being journalism, being reporters, then this election wouldn't have been even that close because the disdain that these people have not only for democracy, but for people in general is quite evident. Take a listen to this. And then we'll take it on the other side. I covered Kerry Lake for the better part of the last year and a half here. And I think it was perhaps fitting to be here across from Mar-a-Lago today. I finally flew yesterday from Arizona here. And essentially, though, I felt like it was covering Donald Trump's campaign of 2024, but in Arizona over the last year. She predicated her campaign on trying to sell the big lie and trying to sell the conspiracy theories. When she wonders how she lost this race, look at it. This is the third election cycle in a row in which Arizonans rejected Trump. In the final week of her campaign, who did she campaign alongside? She campaigned alongside Steve Bannon. She campaigned alongside one of the chief promoters of Pizzagate. She campaigned alongside an individual who promoted the notion of the war on white people. She campaigned alongside State Senator Wendy Rogers, who just earlier this year was here in Florida speaking at a white nationalist conference, somebody who frequently spews anti-Semitism. This is an individual who just last week called her Democratic opponent a pervert. This is an individual who suggested there should be perp walks for elections officials, criminal charges against individuals who oversaw COVID response in 2020 in Arizona. This is an individual who's celebrating putting a dagger into the quote, the McCain machine. She asserted that Cindy McCain wants to end America. She called Mike Lindell one of the great patriots of our time. She said Dinesh D'Souza is one of the greatest patriots in America. She suggested Paul Gosar was the kind of lawmaker our founding fathers envisioned. She called the media the right hand of the devil, the scourge of the earth. If that doesn't sound like 
Donald Trump, I, I don't know what does. And ultimately, the big question was, was she going to be able to make that sell here? And the answer is no, according to Arizona voters. And when you look at that slate of election deniers from Tudor Dixon to Tim Michaels uh, to uh, Jim Marchant in Nevada to Mark Fincham, she was the latest one to fall, essentially making it a clean sweep of those not only right. election denier gubernatorial candidates and secretary of state candidates. And now Donald right. Trump is going to go and try to run on the very message that all these folks lost on. It shouldn't have to be rocket science to understand that this information, this great information from Von Hilliard put in a package as the way he just did should have been out there before people finished voting because it was essential. They didn't know all of these things that Carrie Lake represented. They didn't know how bad she really was. Why wasn't it there? Because of some false sense of uh, balanced news. News isn't balanced. News is news. If one side is utterly terrible, it is essential that we understand they are utterly terrible and there's absolutely nothing that is balanced or create some false imbalance. It's just real imbalance. One's really, really bad and the other one, not so. So let's, let's, let's hope that journalism will, going forward, do its job. Hilliard did it. Unfortunately, it came after the fact. And I'm sure he wanted to do this long time ago. But the powers that be would say, you know how Republicans are going to hit up MSNBC if we tell the truth? Instead, we just give our people silence. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that it Oops! Oops! Took a while. Hey, look, guys. Thank you so kindly. Bridge MCP. Love you, girl. Thank you for your super chat. For Daniel the Neanderthal. Hope he ages up to 2022. And the real man who can uh, can stand up to him. Thank you, Bridge MCP. We also have a big thank you for Hearn von Forster. Our latest member of the PDR Posse. So this afternoon, we had two new additions to the PDR Posse. We need hundreds, folks. We need hundreds. And we need hundreds. Oh, I haven't done my ask. ¿Qué pasa conmigo, lo olvide? There we go. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers, all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, 
or two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. And don't forget to get my new book, uh, Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man, Racism Didn't Stop, My Smile, Hope, or Journey Forward. You know, I'm a happy guy. I make sure nothing stops me, no words. I, I Words, as far as I'm concerned, just hot air, none of those things have any impact. And I'm trying to lead a way in which folks realize that let's not let hot air come between us. That's why uh, Eric Hayes and uh, Daniel Ledo, I still love these guys in as much as they are in my skin all of the times, because I understand if I allow what the system has done to them to have me react to them, then I have allowed the system to win. And I won't do that. I know the system too well. And the only way we can change a system is if that if we do it juntos, together. Together is the only way we change a system. So my right-wing brothers and sisters are my brothers and sisters. My left-wing brothers and sisters are my brothers and sisters. My anarchist brothers and sisters are my brothers and sisters. Remember that. Remember that. And once, once we abstract and notice i'm using that that word again abstract our systems we can make that change and you know what i love you see how van hilliard did that piece he probably had that piece ready before the election and couldn't do it but my young people my millennials and my gen z's they get it they get it Oh, Lemon Character, Ashley Baby gave me five bucks. Lemon Character moving his head from left to right with his mouth wide open and red hearts in his eyes. Thank you, my sweet baby. Uh, Michael Rodney says, Gilberto, this might be worthwhile. Watch after the show. Jesus was all about feeding the poor, healing the sick, welcoming the immigrant and refugee, and demonizing the filthy rich. Never fighting evil with evil. You have to wonder. Have to wonder about the evangelicals. Uh, the evangelicals are really godless. I have already said that, uh, but you're so right, my brother Rodnan. The ones being godless when they stand opposed to all that Jesus teaches, while still calling themselves Christian. Bridge MCP says they do get under his skin, but Egberto Willis chooses to teach instead of being upset. My sweet baby girl, you're absolutely right. My sweet, no, my baby girl is Ashley. My super girl is Bridge MCP. Ashley says, I wanted to see the emoji, LOL. You wanted to see the emoji? I thought you just loved your daddy. Anyway, uh, Team Ashley is in the house. You know, hey, and uh, Let's see, we got two minutes. Team Ashley is really the truth. Everybody in here that saw what we went through, that nine months of hell, while Ashley was back on her back, uh, 
with her brain almost ready to be open. I love you guys. That is the other. That that is what shows the humanity as well, folks. All right, Bri. I mean, uh, uh, AVQ, great seeing you. Catch you tomorrow, Egberto. Hope you watch the video I just linked. I'll check it out, brother. I'll check it out. I will make sure not to close the window so that it doesn't go away. Anyway, you guys were great. You guys were perfecto mundo, as usual. Please remember, support the program. Uh, the best way to support the program is either a patron of PayPal or get our books. Go to our store. Oh, I don't think I put our store on the thing. Go to our store. Supply yourself. Start buying gifts for your friends. Please, please, please. And yes, Bridge MCP is so right. We went through it together. And they helped to hold me up during those times because I could only see my baby four hours a day. I would get in there at two and had to leave at six. That was, that was really, really tough. And my peeps here in PDR Posse, love you guys. You guys made it. You guys made it happen. Anyhow, I got to get out of here. It's almost four o'clock. Uh, we are going to have a great show. Two shows tomorrow. Remember, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, two shows. KPFT. And, and those of you who can be here at noon, come at noon also and call me up on the phone. Call me up. 713-526-5738 tomorrow. Call me up and let's talk. I want to get you guys on air in the entire South North, uh, Southeast Texas and, of course, throughout the Pacifica Network. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>